0: it always comes down to like little things, right? I'm I, it's I'm very detailed. It comes back on the product, product's gotta be perfect. All the little details, setting up all the different operations within the company, finding the right people and then not micromanaging them, but letting them go and trusting them. That's I think been my business, biggest success is just bringing in the right people, doing all the little small things that add up to really big things. Cause people are like, man, what are you doing? What's the one big thing? It's like, I don't know if there's one big thing. It's it's all the little decisions that you're making along the way that make the biggest impact. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit.
1: Hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. And this week we're fortunate to meet Scott Seltzer. Welcome to the show, Scott.
0: Hey, Gordon, nice to be here.
1: Great to have you. So, quick intro on Scott. Scott Seltzer is the CEO and Chief Product Architect of Structure, that's spelled S T R U X U R E. Founded in 2011, Scott had simply set out to design a better pergola to improve the outdoor space for one of his clients. He was a middle school teacher at the time with a part-time remodeling business. Scott created his own product when they couldn't locate one in the market, a pivoting, louvered roof structure that the user could control, which today, today they call smart pergola, pergolas and smart cabanas because they can be controlled by the user's phone. Scott has since led the company to creating more innovative outdoor living experiences across North America and beyond. What should listeners get out of this episode that you can make a change in your life, as you'll hear Scott did, and that there's often a better mousetrap out there for a product or service if you listen to customers and give them what they're asking for. And in so doing, you can shake up an entire industry, and you're going to hear Scott has done just that. So Scott, thank you for joining us on Winning on Main Street. Before we dig into career, maybe we can get to know you a little bit personally. Can you tell us a little bit about your backstory, what led you on this particular career path?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, entrepreneurs come from a bunch of different backgrounds. Um, I just happened to be an educator. And um, with education, you have a full summer. And it's like, what do you do? You know, so that I think it was that first summer that both my wife and I were teachers. So we, she she came home, she's like, you got it. You know, I was like, going around doing stuff in the house. She's like, you need to get out and do something. So I was always handy. I uh, and I worked for like, High school and college, I, I worked for some builders and remodelers, so I was always handy, so I was like, you know what, that's what that's what I'm going to do. There's a little niche there, um, so we started a company called Schools Out Construction, so when school was out, I got a couple other handy uh, teachers together, and we were doing construction, so it, it, this was the early 2000s, and it was working really well for us at that time.
1: Got it. So you're doing your school teaching, you have some time free, you're a handy guy, and what happens next? What do, what do you, what do you do to, to break into what you're doing now?
0: Yeah. So I kind of mentioned it in the opening there. I I had a client that, um, had some, some water penetration issues, um, where they, they just didn't, um, down into his uh, kitchen and it was like pouring in after it rained like big rains every time. And so, um, he didn't want to rip up his whole patio and do that. And he's like, can I just cover it? And, uh, of course i said yeah we can cover it and here here's a patio cover option here we can do a hard roof and we can do this hip hip roof and we can do a bunch of different things for you and he's like no 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 scott and he literally put his hands up like this and he's like is there something that just opens and closes and pivots and i was like i don't know but i'll go figure it out so i did what every american would do i went and googled it right and uh i found out about the concept which the concept is not new it's about 45 years old now it's it originated uh, came out of Australia, and so by the time I found it, the patents had already ran out from the Australian lubricant systems. So I saw a great opportunity to go, hey, you know what? Nothing's patented here in the U.S. Uh, let's let's come up with a better mousetrap and 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 give what uh, what people really want, which is the ability to control your your sun and shade and close it down if it's going to start to rain and keep you. Uh, from getting wet. So that's that's what people want. Uh, pergolas traditionally are beautiful, but they're not functional. So this was a way for us to have a functional pergola. And that's what that's what we're doing today. So
1: it gets me really excited. So did you immediately go into it as a full-time gig or did you still teach and do this part-time?
0: Yeah. So uh, when I found, um, when I actually found out about that opportunity, it was about the time that I was going off on my own I was kind of retiring from teaching if you'd like to say that that was right before 2008 so it was like everything was great and then the fall of 2008 happened it was right about that time where this this homeowner gave me the gave me the idea and uh, I found it we we took it to that spring home show in Atlanta which everybody was pulling out of it was you know the spring of 2009, and, and, and we sold 35 systems off that. And I'm like, okay, this is a great little niche. Uh, let's go with it and let's build this company.
1: Right. What I love about your story is that so many kids are trying to be the next Facebook or the next TikTok, but you t- took something so basic and necessary, basically a roof, and created really like a high tech, futuristic version of that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, some-
0: I always equate it back to like, well, pergolas and arbors and cabanas have been around for thousands and thousands of years it goes back to you know you know ancient you know rome and all that type of stuff and it, it's it's kind of like the same as like henry ford's car and you know elon musk tesla right it, what's happened is it's technology right so that's what we've been able to do and we're continuing to do that as as new protocols come out and all those type of things it's home automation is exploding how do we how do we become that because we have, we, we really have an ecosystem in the backyard and it's kind of, the, we have the framework. Obviously, we call our company structure, spelled a little different with an X, like you, you mentioned, but we are the framework of the backyard. So putting on all these different accessories, do you want heaters? Do you want fans? Do you want lights? Uh, do you want motorized screens? Um, because people really will stay outside only if they are protected and they feel comfortable. When you start to get cold or too hot, you're going to go where? You're going to go back indoors, right? So we want to bring the people from the indoors out.
1: So it's, it's one thing to have this nifty idea and maybe a little bit of technology to make it work and a couple of orders at a trade show. It's another thing to build a company. And if I got this right, you've built one of the fastest growing companies in America. You've made the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies, not just once, I think multiple years. Take me through how was it to build the company to such a successful level?
0: Yeah, I always say, you know, not too bad for a teacher, right? So we we've been on the we've been on the E5000 list until we just was recently acquired at the beginning of, or actually end of last year by the ASIC Company, which is a uh, building's company. They're a publicly traded company, and we fit really great into their portfolio. It's been a great year. Um, but before that, kind of getting back into more entrepreneurial stuff, it, it was. Yes, I, you know, obviously I never went to, you know, I didn't have an MBA. I I never went to a business class. You know, I was a teacher, right? But a teacher as much you're you're, you know, 35 kids in a classroom. It's you know, I just have now I have a class of 200 kids or 200 plus wherever we're at today, right? It's just it, it's um it's treating people how they want to be treated. It's it's very simple, right? I think the basics of just being an entrepreneur and being a being a real good leader is just list is bringing in really good people listening to them and giving them clear directions and going and doing it
1: i'm always interested to hear about some of the things that maybe went wrong as well as everything that went right can you share any stories about any mistakes that you made particularly at the beginning of the journey that you learned from
0: i mean there's mainly it will go back to people right it is getting the wrong person on the bus or in my in our case a rocket ship right it, it's we had a lot of those where it, people always talk about you know you need to hire very slow and fire very fast you know mm. and that is so true because in the early days especially as, as we we're going i mean even we've seen the last couple of years it's hard to get people right i mean nothing's really changed for me in the last 10 years it's 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 hard to go get really good people. So as we kind of grew in traction, um, yes, we've been on the, we were on the E5000 list for seven years in a row, would have done eight, but we were in the middle of a m a transaction. So, you know, it would have been eight years and we would have done it nine, but now we're publicly traded. So it's a little bit different, but it, it's, it's, it really comes always back to the people. So yeah, I had a couple of rotten eggs along the way. And I mean, I think everybody does, but I think it's identifying it as soon as possible, in, in cutting out that rotten culture out of your out of your company, and keep going.
1: Were there any particular people who helped you along the way? Do you have any mentors, or uh, you know, people who were particularly significant in helping you grow the company?
0: Yeah, my um, actually my dad's been a, a great mentor. He's he's been he was in the business world for uh, forty plus years. Um, and uh, in manufacturing too. So that, that really helped out as we can, we started to build and make our own uh, pergolas and cabanas. Um, so, and he, he, it was kind of funny because as a kid, he, you know, actually I was born in Taiwan. He was managing a, a electronics plant over there at the time. And so it was one of these things where he was always traveling. We'd be back in the States and he's traveling to the Far East and he was gone all the time. I'm like, I'm not growing up to be a businessman you know? So whenever you say that, that's when God starts to laugh at you.
1: Got it. Got it. Um, I have seen some comments you've made to other in other interviews about, um, uh, the need for a diverse team. Uh, and I, I was wondering if you could comment on that. You've talked about diversity, but not just the way sometimes people talk about it in terms of, you know, what the person looks like, but also attitudes, knowledge, thought process, right. Can you comment on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what you look like, where, where you come from. It, it is more, what can you bring to the team? And it, it's, it's uh, and what I like is you don't need a bunch of, you know, yes sirs and, and all, yes people, right? I'm looking for people that will challenge what I'm trying to, to do in a respectful way, right? Um, so I think having a diverse, you know, people around you that are helping you uh, shape and mold the company, uh, that's huge. It, it goes back to the culture of the people, right? Um, people want to do something bigger than themselves, right? They want to be part of a winning team. I mean, you don't want to, we just had our our, our, our very successful dealer summit and, and I get up and I do a keynote speech and and I I was talking about, sometimes it feels like, you know, you have all of these, um, these books that are out there, business books and all that. And yeah, failure is a good thing. And, and I get that failure is part of success. But if you keep failing and failing and failing and you're not changing your course then you're just a loser you know don't be a loser so that's kind of back where it's, it's coming from right so so surround yourself with winners and, and you're going to win so
1: sounds good well something's worked there for sure and you've obviously figured out a unique way to do it um, what's inspiring you right now and in, in the industry has the product or delivery or the service changed in this time period you've been running the company?
0: Yeah, I think it's um, obviously we've talked about technology. Um, I, I get I'm a product guy, right? It's it, we're a product company. Um, and, and my whole thing is, let's come out with the best products all the time. So the, it's 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 evolving. Uh, we're seeing home automation, we're seeing the technology of all that evolve. It's keeping up with the product to, to, to be that ecosystem in the backyard. So having a lot of you know, obviously, I've sold and had that experience, which was an awesome experience. And I'm kind of on the flip side of it. And you know, I might not have that CEO title anymore. General managers just fine for me. But um, what I'm doing now is is being able to uh, grow some really cool teams. So we have a new product development team that we're really focusing a lot of effort and money into, and that's that's going to pay off over time. Obviously, we have a lot of cool things coming out. So. It's 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 design of your product. It's the technology behind the product and it's just the quality of it. Right. So it's 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 why somebody buys an iPhone over an Android It just it's the same stuff. We're Apple. Uh,
1: would I be correct in thinking that during covid, you probably did well because so many people were upgrading their homes because they were home a lot.
0: Yeah, correct. I mean, I think you saw that with all the, you know, home home service companies and so forth. So any of the manufacturers behind that de- definitely had a COVID bump. But I think what was different was that we were already growing. You know, we were growing 100% a year, doing some crazy numbers. And we've continued to do that, even, even this last year where you're seeing a lot of slowdown in, in the residential uh, part of it. And I think it's because of the industry. The industry is still new. People don't know about the product and it's, it's getting those champions. And so when I, when I talk about getting people around us, it's just not here in the manufacturing and what we're doing. We have a couple, well, we have multiple manufacturing plants, but mainly in Georgia and, and Las, in Las Vegas. And that kind of gets, uh, gets us both on a bi-coastal type of uh, getting our stuff out to the local people that really matter. And those are our dealers. And we have a lot of champions there. Um, so it's, it's, it's bringing on really good people there as well, but, um, they're, they're still growing their markets. So even whatever's happening in this economy or where we're at, um, the cool thing
1: about our product and where we're placed is I think we can continue to grow. And, and about how big is the company now? I know you became part of a bigger company, but are you able to tell us kind of what's your, your unit, your division, uh, structure? uh, revenue wise today?
0: Yeah, we're, um, you know, we're going to be just, um, a little lower than about a hundred million. We're actually, if you look at it, we, we do a fiscal year now. So it kind of just ended, um, we were around 75 for that. You can go back a quarter, you know, but if you go back from there, like the last three years, it was like 23, 45, 75, and then we're going to be hundred and whatever, you know? So it's, 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 um, it's easier to do those quick growths when you're down, you know, three, three to five is easy, right? Or, you know, five to 10 and all that type of stuff, which I, I could argue both ways. You just didn't have the resources to do that. But as you continue to pick up steam and continue to bring in really good talent, it's, uh, you know, sky's the limit, right?
1: amazing well i mean you're a guy who was a school teacher uh, 15 years ago and then, and then you became a ceo of a company that's now doing 100 million dollars of revenue that's what many of the people who listen to the show would dream about doing what what do you think are the ingredients to being a successful ceo and and how is that different than like the other jobs in the company
0: it's having the vision right and then getting people on board with that vision um, you know i'm not you know, when you see me and I'm doing podcasts or I'm doing things, yeah, I'm, I might be energetic, but like, I am I'm one of those that I, if I see people, I might wanna go the other way type of person, right? So it, it takes, it's because I love structure and what we're doing, um, it, 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 it kind of, it, it's all about, it's, it always comes down to like little things, right? I, 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 it's, I'm very detailed. It comes back on the product, product's gotta be perfect all the little details, setting up all the different operations within the company, finding the right people and then not micromanaging them but letting them go and trusting them. Um, That's I think been my biggest success is just bringing in the right people, doing all the little small things that add up to really big things. Cause people are like, man, what are you doing? What's the one big thing? It's like, I don't know if there's one big thing. It's, It's all the little decisions that you're making along the way that make the biggest
1: impact. Yeah. Now, you, you told us that you sold the company, you're obviously still there, but you sold the company, worked out an exit um, uh, to a, a publicly listed company. And again, many people who listen to a show like this think, boy, that's what I wanna do someday is, is grow the thing. And then how did you, give us your thought process of that. How did you begin to think about that? Or maybe they came to you and then how did you pursue the exit?
0: Yeah. um, Well, first of all, if if you're starting up a business to exit, like unless you're a serial entrepreneur, you've done it many times, that's not the right reason. You got to love what you do like passionately and be willing to go down with the ship at any moment. Right. So uh, to me, I I love what I was doing. And I always knew we had a great product. I knew we were building a great company and I knew the time would come eventually. Again, people want to say we had a, a Overnight success. I mean, it's been over 10 years, you know? So it was (laughs) a 10 year overnight success type of thing. So it wasn't like it was next, you know, I went from teaching and then boom, I just sold my company. It it was a lot, a lot of time, um, a lot of sleepless nights, um, a lot of those type of things. So, but eventually what, what started to happen was I had, you know, I think, and this happens in a lot of companies, you know, hey, let us partner with you. And it's a bigger company coming in. And what that means is, hey, let us look at you. Are you the right type of company? Would we like to acquire you someday? So uh, we went through uh, many of those type of situations. Um, I think it was, um, I think it was like summer to fall of 2020, and we had about four publicly traded companies wanting to come and partner, or even be as bold as, hey, we'd like to come and acquire you. And that was when I. You know, I was like, well, maybe this is starting to become the right time. You have that many people coming to you, like, okay, but let's do it on my terms. Let's do it on our terms. You know, um, let's not just take whatever number they threw out. And they threw out some great numbers at that in 2020. And I was like, you know what? And I, you know, I had great people, uh, Nathan Collins, our, our CFO, um, Attila Falcai, and, and and on our operations and dealer support. Those two guys, we kind of came together and said, you know, if we're going to do this, let's do this right. Let's go and um, let's go find a really good investment banker, right? And let's get our numbers in order and let's get the business looking like it's supposed to be. And we actually ended up, uh, one of those four was ASIC. So they came to us first and then and then we said no to them. And then we went and got an investment banker and we went through the whole thing. And we had, um, I think it was like 17 offers right all over the board and um it just ASIC always kind of was our front runners as, as we were looking at it i think it really came back to culture um their first thing is always do the right thing which all all six of our our um core values it all comes back to always do the right thing so i think culture and where we were uh it just it really couldn't have happened um you know, and
1: better timing and 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 with the with the better group than and than, than the ASAP company. Had you brought in any investors along the way or you basically had the equity yourself?
0: Um I yeah you know, I I think I, I took my first, you know, my my only five thousand dollars in our, you know early on and put it into the business. And that kind of got us a, a little ways into it to where we needed a little bit of investment. Um, my dad and my uncle put some money in. Um, about three or four or five years later, I, I bought them back out. So then I, I, I can, can uh, still owned 100% of the company when I sold it uh, to, to the Aza company.
1: Terrific. Now you're obviously still there. Uh, what's your plan going forward?
0: Yeah, I mean, this was really my speech at Dealer Summit. It's like the people ask me all the time, well, I mean, are you on a beach? Where are you? You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I am still. I, I am I, I'm almost more passionate about it now you know that I sold it and it's like I it's got to do well and I wanted to do really well and so I'm I'm flying all over the place meeting with dealers doing all those times but the only thing there is to do once you do this is, is to take structure to the next level so okay we can be a hundred million dollar company how do we become a 200 how do we become a half of a billion dollar company how do we become a billion dollar company so that I think that's what's driving me today it's 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 what I think the ASIC company does a really good job is they find great entrepreneurs and then they let them be be entrepreneurs. Um, A lot of people, because we kissed a lot of frogs, right? They might've said that, but I know that's what what wouldn't be the case. So ASIC's been a great partner and um, I look forward to continuing to grow new product development teams, marketing teams, and really take this to the next level.
1: That's great. before we go, I, I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask you. Again, bringing a, a little bit more back to your own kind of philosophies around business, is there any particular sort of quotes or uh, thoughts you have about business in general that sort of guide you? That you you mentioned doing the right thing. Um, uh, anything else that you would share with people about? You know, here's how you should think about running a business. Yeah,
0: I mean, what well, I mean, that's a core value. Is is you have to when you're looking at always doing the right thing, sometimes that's not the easy thing. And most of the time, it's not the easy thing to do. It is the right thing. And um, and sometimes it's a gray area. A lot of people don't want to tell you that, right? And in the entrepreneur, there's no like, oh, let me get out my entrepreneur Bible and figure out what I should do next. No, it's, you got to go with your gut, right? It, it's it's such a gut thing. But I think what's what drives entrepreneurs is like, hey, you know what? Um, and I had this all the way up until I sold like, I could lose everything tomorrow, but you got to be okay with losing everything tomorrow. If you're not, you're going to be scared. And if you're scared, you're, 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 you're dead. Right. So, I mean, to be a really good entrepreneur, you have to kind of just, you got to go for it and you got to, you got to find a, a lot of really good people and surround yourself with good people
1: and, and go for it. Was there anything in particular you did to build the culture around you at the company? Like hiring philosophy or training.
0: Yeah, like I was talking about, we have six core values being bold, and I can go through all of them. But it really came down to doing the right thing. I think, I think having a a leader that not just says, you know, like everybody can put them on their wall and they can talk about them, but if you're not living that as a leader, if you're, you know, and I take it from a leader, is it's it's that servant leadership. I think a lot of people are missing if if you're just like, hey, go do this, do that, do this, it's like, well, let's do this together. Let's figure it out. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what what has to be done. We just had a show. I'm sweeping floors, picking up stuff, doing whatever it has to do. It's not like oh, I'll be I'll be up in my suite or something. It's like, no, you got it. You got to get in there. You got to be part of the culture, not dictating what the culture is going to be, because guess what you can sit you can have all these beautiful things and on your wall and telling everybody what it is but people are what make the culture right so it's what they're doing when nobody's looking
1: right fantastic um is there something that maybe people don't know about you that they should know about you
0: uh i i don't know i'm pretty transparent so I don't know if there's really, really anything I'm hiding, or I, I, I've never told anybody. But um, you know, I, it's 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 one of these things where it's. I, I guess when you know, I'm I'm most, I'm guessing that most of your listeners are 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 entrepreneurs and trying to do stuff. And 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 what I would say to them is is like you know what, if you are super passionate about it, and you can lose everything tomorrow, and you still want to do it. Go do it, just do it. I mean that. Art Williams. If you have, if you don't know who Art Williams is, and you're a just do it Nike person, well, he was he was that before, right? So he was the do it speech. Go and Google Art Williams. Check him out. If that doesn't get you going, then you're in the wrong business.
1: Okay. Well, that's a great recommendation. And I did want to ask you about books uh, to recommend. Are there any books, business or other kinds of books uh, that you've read that had an impact on your life that you might recommend to people?
0: Yeah, I, somewhere I read probably about five years, maybe it was longer than that, five years ago when I was doing all this, and it's kind of like this self-taught MBA, right? Where, hey, you read 60 books a year, right? You're That's what good CEOs do. That's what good entrepreneurs do. And so I've tried to do that. I don't. I read, but I don't read like that. I listen. You got to be multitasking. You got to be doing stuff. You're on planes. You're in cars. You're doing different things. So, listening to podcasts. I listen to. Um, I listen to a lot of books. I, I think it's more the stories in the books that I like to, you know. So it's like it's listening to the Elon Musk book, or it's listening to you know a Steve Jobs, um, those type of those. I I think I learn more than if it's just somebody talking about hey how do how do you do this in business. It's more. I learn more through the stories of the entrepreneurs. Um, And that's what I'd say. That's why people are listening to your podcast, right?
1: Right. So uh, you mentioned Elon Musk, you mentioned Steve Jobs. If you had the opportunity to have, you know, let's say breakfast with uh, somebody today and you could pick anybody, uh, who would that be? I
0: definitely would be probably Elon.
1: I mean, he's,
0: he's, um, I, I think he's obviously, in our generation is you can't, you don't really see anybody that's done everything that he's done. So, and he's got a different mind, right? I mean, that's, that's what makes him Elon, right? So I think it's just sitting down with him and picking his brain on some different things. So definitely. Awesome. And I, it was funny, like, and I don't see it at all, but, but I, I I'll be in different places. And like, do you, do you, you look like Elon? I'm like, but like-. <laughs> well, you give me a different stages. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, what, what Elon are we talking about here? I mean, like, you know, like, I don't know, but that's that's another story.
1: Great. Well, Scott, um, thank you so much for joining us today and coming on the show, and congratulations on your incredible success, what a run, and the successful uh, uh, sale of the company. Uh, although, as you've said, you know, you're still you're still right in there working with everybody, but but congratulations and thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks, Gordon.
1: And uh, thanks to our producer, Tim Alleman, and coordinators Diet Barnett and Daniel Huddleston. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your colleagues, friends, and family to subscribe. And please leave us a five-star. review. we would really appreciate it. It helps us in the rankings. Until next time, make it a great week.